0: Here's Jeff.
1: My guest is Amy Sui. Amy studies the paranormal in Hangzhou, China. And today we're going to talk about what's going on in the paranormal world in China. Amy, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Jeff. Thank you.
1: I believe you've had your own spiritual awakening. And if so, can you tell us about it?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, my spiritual awakening actually started with my ESP experience. Uh to be exact, it was my prophetic dream. So I think it began in back in 2014. Um, I didn't quite remember the exact month or day, but I started to have some little dreams about future, which I at first I didn't realize is about future. Uh, for example, I Of sudden dream about friends i haven't contacted for a long time and maybe the second day the very next second day i will get some message from them and telling me some uh, things some updates about their life whatever so at first didn't really quite understand or didn't really take that very seriously as prophetic dream i thought okay maybe this is just coincidence right so uh, as, thing, as time goes by and uh, my prophetic dream starts to get stronger and more frequent, for example, I will dream about things that will happen maybe months later and also started to dream about people I maybe haven't met before. And maybe several months later, I met these people and recognized not even people, not just people, but also the situation, the surrounding everything, every detail uh, turned out to be correct as I dreamed in, you know, before. So I started to really uh, take this seriously and started to do some research on this by at first by Googling, you know, I didn't have much information back in China on there weren't any books on this, not many books on this, especially when it comes to uh, scientific studies on this. Uh, But somehow I uh, got to know about this conference called First ExoPolitics Conference in China. While the exact full name is like Conscious Awareness something, they didn't really say it's alien Uh, in the title. It's just Consciousness Conference. So during that conference, I met people who can answer some questions to me. And uh, then I realized it's uh, related to the, maybe ET contact or maybe, anyway, it's just the ESP. And the ESP is very common. Uh, prevalent, everyone can do so, can have the the same kind of experience. So really answer my questions. That's how I started my spiritual journey from that.
1: When you have those type of prophetic dreams, are they dreams that seem different from your regular dreams, like a dream that's almost real?
0: Yeah, actually, they turned out the word that made me feel uh, what happened during dream is more real. And also, we heard of the new concept lucid dreaming, right? right? You know you are dreaming while you are dreaming. And also, you can kind of navigate during dream. For example, um, I one day dreamed about me going to Central America, beautiful island. So I in my dream, I started to question myself, okay, this is a dream, but how can I dream about Central America's so precise location, right? Because I had lots of dreams. uh, Some are not prophetic. Some are about my daily life. Maybe I got stressful about certain things. But this one is different. So I realized that during my dream. And I questioned myself during that dream. Uh, So I don't know, some kind of secret forces uh worked on the dream. And I started to fly into the sky in my dream and looked down like zoom in zoom out the map so I started to look at myself okay uh, I was in Central America that beautiful island is there right there on the map so that's how I confirmed my position during my dream that's quite funny but that's real so when I woke up I felt um, very confused I don't know how to solve this problem I just lived my life um, because I was basically you know it's work study everything maybe so Several months? Oh, no, several months, just one month. Within one month, so, uh, three weeks later, I got a phone call because I was a professional interpreter back then. So I got a phone call about a gig to go to Central America, a beautiful island, to do a job. Mm. <laughs> so that's how I realized, okay, maybe that's future. And uh, that's so scary. At first, it's just very scary. Mm. And uh, I told my best friend, you know, even when I just had that dream, uh, for the first day, I just told my best friend that she uh, she knows about my dream, but we didn't really figure out why. And then later, I also told her about the outcome, which is confirmation of my dream. Uh, that is about future. She didn't really believe that, but it happened so often, so she started to believe me you know, later. <laughs> so that's all.
1: Do you keep a dream journal? And where I'm going with this is, if so, oh. do you you know, kind of write down dreams that you're curious if are going to happen and then see if they do in the future
0: yeah I did um I actually I did this before but later I st- tried to stop doing so because once I got that confirmation be- because when I question myself I write like what you said journal like write down the things to uh prevent myself from making these things up. So later when I confirmed this, yeah, these abilities are real. I stopped questioning myself. I just stopped writing about this. And uh, I I also kind of want to stop myself from dreaming about the future because there's no point. Sometimes I feel I feel I have still to live like a normal person, to even though you know about future. You still have ability to change future, maybe change it into a much better one. So I tend to believe that I, can, I tend to believe that like timeline is not fixed. Mm-hmm. You can dream about future at a given certain time. But also, um, if you, for example, fortune tellers or divinations, yes, these things do exist from my understanding. But for example, if someone tell, uh, tell you, you're going to, you know, have something like, like bad tomorrow or, or if someone tell you you can live 100 years will you just uh, stop exercising stop working out take alcohol every day and uh, drunk driving you wouldn't do that right so there's no point knowing the future and also knowing about future may even make your life worse because i used to have a boss who believed in all these things mm-hmm. and she had a very great like divination fortune teller uh, whatever in china <laughs> so that guy told her you can live 100 years mm-hmm. so she started to do drunk driving yeah oh, wow. that's so dangerous yeah so i told her you, you have to stop that i know that fortune teller is like legit mm-hmm. he has uh some abilities right but uh, once you believe you can live 100 years you stop to be responsible for your life that's the most dangerous thing so i stopped to do uh like prophetic dream i can't stop that once i don't want to have that dream uh somehow maybe subconsciously, I can stop that. So I don't think that's uh, very useful in our daily life. But some people can find that very useful for your spiritual awakening. But once I awaken, I do not need that anymore. That's my personal opinion.
1: Was there some kind of catalyst or something happened to you that started all these prophetic dreams?
0: Oh, actually, I don't know. I think there's a theory online, you know, after 2012, there's no end of the world, but it's like a new world or something, the new age series. I don't know whether that's true or not, but actually my um, ESP experience did start after that, especially in 2014, uh, it got stronger. When I was a little girl or when I was in teenage years, I didn't really feel I have any abilities. I had lots of dreams for sure, but I didn't remember most of them. So I didn't really find out that I can do so. Yeah, it did. Get, uh, it did get more frequent, more like influencing on me after 2012. So the theory is about you know everything's different after a certain time frame, and all the human beings were maybe like more people start to started to get awaken, awakened after a certain time frame, maybe. That's a global thing, I think. It's not just me. It happened to everyone. So I don't know the exact reason behind that. And for Catalyst, um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, there are lots of uh, factors that can be taken in. For example, I had family members who are Christians. So they taught me that, uh, you know, I have to believe in God and uh, spiritual. Uh, There are spirits, right? Spirits in the Bible, angels. So I started to... I tend to believe that I started to awaken a little bit, but I didn't really become like fully Christian. Um, yeah, I think that's the catalyst as well, probably because Christianity did uh, did a very positive influence on me because I have family family members who are very kind and also friends who are Christians who are very kind to me, very spiritual person. So I think they had a very great. Uh, positive influence on me as well.
1: You said something earlier that caught my attention. Fortune mm-hmm. tellers. Are there a lot of <laughs> fortune tellers in China? And um, if so, how do they do it? Like, do they read cards or or what?
0: Yeah, there are lots of uh, schools of thought and uh, different fortune tellers in China. There are some people who do tar- tarot reading, just like people from other countries. And also there are some traditional divination uh, philosophies used by fortune tellers in China. Yes, they are real and a huge number of them. You know, several weeks ago, a uh, fortune teller actually, uh, yeah, I consulted him before. He's legit. And I also he asked me certain questions about spirituality and Westerns. Uh, Spirituality things. He asked me questions. And uh, mostly they will open just like a consulting form because in China, you know, these uh, professions are not um, technically legal, right? So this, uh, it's like, um, gray area you have to be very careful but you can exist the government just turned a blind eye to these things because it can increase like job opportunities right at least (laughs) so they just turn a blind blind eye to all these professions of people doing these jobs and i have heard that these people are very expensive to hire as well so i think government officials they may even have their own fortune tellers in china they just don't like to say publicly about this but they do have their own i think uh yes they are real and some are very like quite talented quite uh, you know, have that skills to prove they have they have the ability yeah
1: i totally agree with you i bet that there are some government workers that use them and and that's why they turn a blind eye to it
0: yeah, my former boss, she's uh, like uh, super rich in China, so she hired one. I never met that uh, fortune teller, but I heard a lot from her like he's legit, he's very capable of doing a lot of things. But I just thought, you know, you shouldn't believe that when people tell you, you can live 100%, you just believe that and then stop, you know, be response being responsible for your life because mm. she did drunk driving because of the fortune teller told her you can live 100 years that's that's just no no <laughs> mm. so i told her and yeah, mm. she didn't listen
1: are there a lot of christians in china
0: yes of course uh 100 i remember the statistics uh, statistics 100 million chinese people that's years ago the statistics i think now it will be a lot higher the number yeah 100 million that's a lot is one One four, uh, one fourteenth, because now we have like 1.4 billion, right? At Mm -hmm. least 1.4 billion Chinese people, huge demographics. And, um, I think it will be like 100 million to 200 million at least.
1: But they're not allowed to have churches there, are they?
0: We have churches because I've been to churches in China with my uh, relatives and my aunts. And, um, it's just that you, you better not to go to some very secret, uh, family churches, you have to be careful about family churches because, uh, when governments are a group of people getting together in secrecy, uh, you know, they don't know what you are plotting against. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to go to churches approved by the governments, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a very big crowd. Uh, like everyone can see that church and it's approved by governments. Everything can be like observed by the government, very open. You have to be very open and everything disclosed to the outside that would be fine but yeah. if you go to family churches sometimes you know things can get ugly <laughs> the, the, the police for example will go inside uh, it happened to my family member before but nothing really uh, that serious they just uh, went into the door like knock at your door and they went inside to check if everything's okay whether you are plotting against something mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you are not doing something illegal they will left. But it's quite intimidating, actually.
1: Does the Chinese government have any interest in ESP?
0: Yes, of course. I have met a gentleman from a government. Um, Actually, I've heard of, uh, we grew up, we heard of the, some very secret organizations doing experiments on people. And uh, I've heard that organization before, but never believed it could be real until I've been to one conference, met one gentleman. And somehow he told me he's from like a, that uh, organization because at first he thought no one will recognize that organization. It's just a very simple, plain name. But I actually recognized that and I asked him, okay, is that organization you're studying? about ESP and all the mm, supernormal things and he told me yes but we kind of cha- they told me uh, they kind of changed the name I did not really ask why because I thought it would be se- too sensitive right but I just asked him well, what kind of information can you disclose so he told me yes we are doing experiments on ESP telepathy everything we have all the scientific studies statistics video everything
1: all right have you ever seen a UFO?
0: Uh, yes, when I was in high school, the second year of my high school, I went back home pretty late that night because we have to, we had to study very late at night uh, during high school because in China, uh, college entrance exam is a pretty big thing. So I went home very late that night, meet with my friends. We all of a sudden we saw we, or, or felt some people are looking into the sky all around us. So we looked up into the sky as well. And there was something, uh, hiding behind a cloud it didn't really show its appearance so I didn't really know whether it's a silver uh flying saucer or anything but something hiding behind a cloud and it's rotating like a swirling fan rotating fan or something and there was some bluish light shining um not really that bright but just a little bit dim light, uh, light, but very unnatural. It's not really some light reflections from skyscrapers because where I lived in my hometown, there weren't any skyscrapers nearby. So just very lower buildings, low buildings there. And uh, the light is definitely coming out of the cloud, behind that cloud. And uh, we stood there and uh, watched that for quite a long time, five minutes to 10 minutes, I guess. But uh, we were riding bicycles back home. So we were riding and we were looking up into the sky from time to time. And that thing was still there for at least like five to 10 minutes. Uh, in the end, everyone just left because we didn't really know what's that. And some people guess it could be, you know, alien, UFO. Uh, we kind of laughed at this idea. <laughs> I didn't really take that very seriously, but that was quite interesting. My only UFO uh, experience.
1: Did it have any sound coming from it?
0: Oh, no sound at all. Because that's what if it has sound, we would have noticed that in the uh no at the first in the very first place. But uh we just look up into the sky because everyone around us was looking up into the sky. Because in mm-hmm. you know, some people they call that first they are very perceptive or maybe they just felt something different. Um but uh, me and my best friend we kind of realized that later after other people not really that obvious but it's just the light and the, the rotation mm-hmm. that's quite weird it give us a very weird feeling
1: could you guess on how far away it was from you
0: oh um didn't quite remember exactly and it's very hard to estimate but uh, you know when you saw it's you know when, when you see that it's um, it seems to be at the same distance as the moon, right? But actually, it's definitely much closer because it's just hiding behind a cloud. How high can it be? So, hmm. mm, at least thousands meters, I guess. I, I'm not really good with science and <laughs> numbers, <laughs> so I just thought it's very close, but also, uh, but definitely it's behind the cloud. Uh, that's why we couldn't see, we couldn't see the the shape and the the appearance of that flying thing. But it wasn't definitely. But it was definitely not flying flights we we didn't even have much commercial flights back then because mm-hmm. it was it was i took the first flight during i think when I went to college like three years later two years later yeah so it wasn't really many flights back then and also it uh, hovered there for like ten minutes so that couldn't be an airplane. Mm-hmm.
1: Are UFOs things that people talk about normally in China, or do most people think, "Oh, that's you know, that's just not real," and and think that's okay. you know mm. funny to talk about?
0: Mm. I think most people still feel uh, it's funny to talk about, but uh, things are changing because uh, first of all, when I went to the first exopolitics in uh, conference in China. Almost everyone, but of course the most people who went there must be awakened first and most of them are quite awakened. So almost everyone there showed me a picture of a UFO Hmm. or like a, or glow or strange paranormal thing. Yeah. Almost everyone had that experience of uh, seeing a UFO, UFO or some other entities yeah so that's uh, quite common. And also recently before right before the UAP release by United States government, the Pentagon right, um China this time China wanted to take a very different approach towards UFO. They kind of initiate uh, they kind of wants to do to disclose something before United States. I can kind of see that because mm. on China's social media, um the official news outlets published some articles about possible alien existence. Uh, that article is published about by, oh, actually they, they published this news, news piece about scientific studies Yeah, by nature magazine. So the theory is that we could have been observed by other civilizations by like 20, 30 civilizations in the universe. That's the theory published by Nature and the Chinese official news public retreat, kind of retreated that to the audience. And that was quite strange. And that provoked many specular, uh, much speculations among Chinese audience. So some people leave, uh, left a comment. there saying that is this for real? Like, is mm-hmm. our government going to disclose something? Uh, this audience seemed quite open-minded and awakened. And there are also some people left a comment there saying, okay, maybe this is just United States trying to stage a war or something. So uh, it just depends. You know, some people are more awakened. But um, uh, generally speaking, I think there will be more, more Chinese people are awakened than before. And also I can see that Chinese government is trying to uh like control the narrative towards disclosure rather than, you know, military a uh, war or anything, because because you know most most Chinese people they do think they still think the United States wants to like start a war or something or cause some trouble or something. So, the Chinese government this uh, just for the UFO disclosure. I think Chinese government don't want the narrative to be like you know China U.S. like conflict thing. The Chinese government this time wants to um want want Chinese people to. Just think about the possible existence of aliens this time. So they don't want to politicize this issue this time. I think that's what I think of my personal opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, but that's my personal opinion.
1: Do you think that the Chinese government is trying to awaken the population to UFOs?
0: I think so. And I've heard of some people, um, well, I've heard from certain people related to governments they told me that, yeah, the government did want to try to do so, but in a very gradual step-by-step way. Uh, And also, I can see from some government publications, some government news, uh, yes, indeed, they want to disclose information. Uh, We'll just give you a very practical reason, because China wants Uh, space race with United States, right, and uh, all the other countries. So for practical reasons, they definitely want to disclose some, like, space-related topics, some space-related technology, or possibly alien technologies, so our people can support government to do some scientific research, because we are taxpayers, right? So the government definitely wants support, for funding at least, so they definitely want to disclose. And second, the spirituality thing, I think uh, UFO issue is not just about aliens. It's also about improving our consciousness and um, like caring for our own planet. And also there are lots of social problems in China going on. So if uh, our government can kind of divert people's attention from their daily and materialistic life and towards more higher consciousness pursue that will also be a very good thing because right now the super, supreme leader in China also wants to build some values or uh, not build or create, because these things cannot be created by like, you know, by certain concepts, you have to give people a real like practical reason, like why to pursue spirituality, what's the benefits for them to do so. Mm, and the alien could be a very good reason. Like if alien really exists, then why they have a much higher like technology that will provoke uh, people's thoughts, I guess. And also the alien thing is very much related to traditional Chinese culture because in our traditional history, you know, the the creation story in China is similar as Bible, similar as uh, any other creation stories in the world. So talking about ETs definitely will help Chinese people to think more about our history and tradition. Our tradition also covers lots about you know, divination, uh, lots of paranormal things. So for business development, for our national confidence, I think government will definitely want to do that because right now we have lots of social problems like too materialistic pursuits. Um, Most people are just uh, concerned about their, like, well-being, physical, well-being, material, well-being. They don't really care about others. So I think that happens also around the world, right? I remember back in to 1990 or something. Yeah, President, is that President Bush, yeah, he went to Tsinghua University, top-tier university in China and delivered a speech there. He told us that beware of materialistic pursuit or something because America has been on the same path before, in the Gatsby period and uh, now it's the same history in China and uh, the China wants to change like to change people's mindset and to make people feel more happy right that's for sure uh, because in the past few decades we opened our door to the outside world lots of people getting rich but we kind of uh, descended a little bit in our more moral you know for example some Chinese company they copy other companies uh, intellectual property right that that's for real because i used to be a translator i can i felt that i knew i knew about that so that's a moral a moral thing and uh that's definitely something to be addressed but not by law law is not enough you have to address people's value like how they perceive this world so it needs to be totally changed and aliens et disclosure can definitely help uh from one perspective i think Hmm. I don't know whether what I said is is confusing or not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you're fine. It's interesting that they said that there are twenty or thirty other species in our galaxy or in the universe, because some people here talk about the Galactic Federation.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if I'm they, aware.
1: I wonder if they're referring to that as well.
0: Oh, actually, uh, I think the government published that news, uh, simply because Nature magazine mentioned that 20 or 30 civilizations could have been observing Earth from far away in the galaxy. uh, uh the numbers doesn't like the numbers. Didn't really matter that much during that news article because the purpose behind publishing this is more important. Like why government is trying to bring up the alien topic. But I totally agree. Um, there will be more alien races rather than like twenty because I heard about a uh, Galactic Federation and also my friend uh, just interviewed you know former, uh, former like uh, national defense. National Minister, uh, National Defense Minister from Canada, who just uh, you know left recently, left this world recently, mm. and he told us that it's one hundred something, more than one hundred. I didn't quite remember the exact number, but one more than one hundred alien species here on Earth.
1: Do you think the Chinese government has any crashed UFO ships and they're reverse engineering them?
0: Yeah, for sure, because uh, uh, last. Like several weeks ago, I helped one of the interview also related to ET. And uh, during that conference, we talked about one case. That case happened in Shanxi province, in the northern part of China. Maybe it's on the like western uh, part to like consider Beijing is on the western, uh, on the western part. So that province happened in a military compound, actually. Mm. So one UFO. Silver looking, this coiled shape or something, like two satellite dishes stick together, just crash into a military compound in that province. So soldiers, one soldier found out, uh, first and he just clasped to the ground. He was like terrified or something. And the alien, I, th- I remember it's two alien, one hung in the ground, uh, one was hanging in, in a tree or something. And the other kind of, uh, like, Half body outside the window. Yeah, there's a window on the flying saucer. So, uh, see, so the, this guy called his superior, and all these uh, military commanders went to the site and confiscated all everything. So no one really knew what happened afterwards. Afterwards, but that case, uh, was real in China. So hmm. it's like a Roswell in China. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Do You know what the aliens looked like?
0: Oh, he told me it's uh, like uh, oh mouse looking. That alien looks like uh, has a mouse head, and the body looks like maybe human. But I don't. He didn't really tell me more details about that. So the human body, mouse head, and also wearing some silver spacesuit or something. Mm-hmm. And also that alien seemed like talking, uh, in some strange language. But uh, that soldier didn't really recognize that language. But he can. Conf- uh, he felt that these aliens were badly injured. So this alien definitely maybe needed some uh, help. So this soldier called his commander, superior commander, and uh, all these soldiers went to the site and confiscated everything. So I definitely believe this. Uh, you no, know, first of all, crashes happen in China, and then when you confiscate, uh, confiscate everything, then the next step is to study them, like studying studying alien tech, right? So that's for. Sure. I think that's real in China. For sure and not just one case maybe
1: all right i'm going to move on to a different subject are there cases of near-death experiences in china
0: yes actually uh, because you are doing a show mostly focused on near-death experience so i did some research online i found out <clears throat> one case very interesting uh have you heard of a very big earthquake happened in china back in 1976 Hangshan earthquake. It's a very big earthquake and, uh, almost the eight magnitude, uh, 7.6 magnitude, I guess. Yeah. Then, uh, three, 30 years later, almost 30, 30 years later, a study, a paper was published about, uh, people's near-death experience happened during that earthquake. So I remember it was published in 1992, yeah, nearly three, 30 years. So. During that new uh during that paper, one hundred subjects have been, uh like interviewed, tested, yeah have been studied, and nearly, I didn't quite remember the figures, but uh, like a, a very large percentage of them would say that yeah these um, near death experience are actually quite good. Uh, good experiences actually because when near-death experience happened they went into a world full of memories full of their past moments like uh, movies so all their importance and uh, memor- uh, the, the best memories will flash in front of the, their eyes like a movie and they felt very happy and they felt they were in peace and some of them even felt they don't really want to live there mm. so that's a very a uh, great paper published by actually it was published by two psychiatrists in China, very renowned psychiatrists founded by government as well. So that's quite interesting. And also some people and uh, most people are actually paralyzed because of that earthquake. That's why they, you know, they had a near death experience. Uh, but uh, somehow some of them have been brought back and they also remember before they were brought back, um, some some like uh, maybe angel, and they didn't really give that a name. Some some of them met still uh, met uh, their relatives. Yeah, the deceased relatives. Some of them met some maybe angel spirit like figures, and they all told them, "Yeah, you should go back. It's not your time." Uh, yeah, some some people had that experience as well. So, but mostly they just feel very happy. That's the most common thing. They most common information they gave during the investigation. They all, most of them will say, yes, very happy. They don't want to leave. That's all.
1: What do you think the average person in China thinks about what happens after they die? Do they think that you just stop existing and that's the end of you? Or do they believe like you go to heaven or, or what?
0: Okay. Because you know, not every Chinese is like a Christian, so mm-hmm. heaven I think is only uh this concept only applies to Christian people in mm-hmm. China. Well, for some other Chinese people, they do believe uh I would say a large percentage of them would believe there is a life after death. But as as for what kind of life, they will maybe differ a little bit. Uh do you have you heard of a like a name called a practice called uh, burning our ancestor money. <laughs> burning ancestor money in China is popular. And also, I think it's taking, uh, like, a, it's getting quite popular on TikTok and other countries as well. Because one day my friend told me, oh, like, burn, uh, like, ancestor money is quite popular in other countries. There are even some websites to sell ancestor money. I was like, okay, how's that possible? I saw that was a Chinese thing. <laughs> so, you know, when, for example, uh, if some of our relatives die, uh, we will have some like ceremony, traditional Chinese ceremony to to remember like him or her, our dead uh, relatives, and we will burn like ancestor money. I don't know whether my family are still doing the same thing, but uh, for other families, yeah, they will do this. And also, they what we differ from different for different like count provinces in China. So different provinces in China, they have different practices, but generally they do believe there will be a life after death, but they will differ a little bit as to how the life will be. Some will say, okay, we're living another life, living in another world, but we have, some people say, yeah, we have the same car, same house, same people. That same life, but some people will say, "Well, it's totally different. It's uh, like very dark, like underworld. Um, like uh, there's a ruler there who will judge what you did during your previous life." But so they will differ a little bit. But uh, generally, I think they will they will believe there's life. Uh, there's some world after death.
1: <laughs> so what do you mean by burning your ancestors' money? I mean, are <laughs> you physically really burning money, or or what does that mean?
0: Um yeah it's not real money because burning our real money is uh, illegal in china you know if you're burning you know our our like legal money that's that's not allowed but we are burning fake money uh that fake money is uh, specifically made uh it's it's actually just paper with patents, you know so we burn that to our dad relatives or ancestors so they can use that in another world mm-hmm. you know uh one final thing is that some people even burn iPhone. Wow. <laughs> That's a new thing. That's a new thing to, for the practice. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe they will burn a house, a house made of paper or anything else. But um, it just depends. You know, some people like doing that. But some youngsters they think, okay, this is just a bunch of crap. <laughs> you know, it's a total BS. You know, mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Some people may think that. And youngsters, they may think this is just very old traditions, which means nothing. Yeah. They don't think their ancestors will receive money on the other side.
1: Is there some sort of spirituality that the average person in China practices?
0: Oh, mm. you mean like, uh, for example, uh, right. like chakra in other countries? Well, I mean, like, just like maybe- some,
1: well, what I mean is like some personal spirituality, like are they Buddhist or st- Study oh. qigong or or shintoism, or is there some type of spiritual study mm. that the average person does, or they don't really believe in spirituality and they don't even think about it? They don't care.
0: Well, spirituality in China covers lots of things. For for example, traditional Chinese medicine for me is quite spiritual because it's like chakra, it targets your spiritual body rather than your physical body. There are some acupunctures, um, uh, acupuncture points on your body, right? But you can't really see them. You don't really like uh, see how it work on a certain point or joints, like how, how can you work on your body? But some people do believe that in China and they practice this. Uh, every time they have some like physical problems, they'll go to traditional Chinese uh, medicine practitioner and they will use, for example, acupuncture or other traditional practices to cure themselves without... Doing surgery, like Western schools of thought surgery, right? So these are spiritual things that ordinary Chinese people will do, but they never really label that as spirituality. But I would think that, uh, will I would think of that as spirituality to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also, I have a real case with my mom because my mom had a, like a tumor on her, in her body, right? And she just, um, uh, you know, we did some, uh, uh, she she did some surgery to remove that, but it started to grow again. And uh, one day, she told me you know, she she went to hospital and she went back and told me, okay, it's all gone. The tumor is all gone. Mm. On her like, I don't know, like how to say that, like yeah, uterus or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the womb. Yeah. Anyway, so she cured that. I asked her how. And she she told me like uh, she didn't know. I think she's just got so happy. Maybe for that certain period of time, she got so happy, and the, the tumor is gone. And also, she used some traditional herbal medicine or something. She didn't really believe that at first but it just worked i don't know what kind of forces worked on her anyway she was cured and it was a medical miracle or something like even the medical um the doctors at hospitals he didn't really even figure out how that happened so it's uh it's quite spiritual healing um alternative medicine right that's that's also spiritual in china some people do believe that but they don't really label that as spirituality like new age spirituality
1: how does the chinese government feel about traditional chinese medicine
0: uh they they don't look down uh on traditional chinese medicine because they are actually uh, on the country they are promoting this heavily uh, heavily you know during the COVID 19 uh like pandemic, they actually use traditional Chinese medicine on lots of patients and these patients just uh, recovered a lot faster uh, mm. and also it saves a lot of medical you know, medical supplies because uh, uh, if if we use all the modern sciences, modern medi- medical sciences it will take lots of time effort, uh, medical supplies but for traditional medicine you just need some herbs, right? Herbal, it's like herbal medicine, so it's very cheap to gas very easy to use and lots of people can be cured by this. So they did some studies to to support traditional Chinese medicine. And also, I can see that uh, traditional Chinese medicine has been become so popular because just because of COVID nineteen. And the government definitely wanted to promote this because it's quite simple. First of all, it really cures people at a cheaper price. So just look at this as a financial. Uh, issue the government has no reason to reject traditional chinese medicine because it will save lots of money for government budgets because i have a friend working in the government and she told me lots of governments uh like local governments in china are having like certain problems with their finances right so they definitely want to save money that's for sure and second that's about national confidence so if we believe in our own traditional medicine we'll save less money on spending you know government will spend money on purchasing other countries, you no know, supplies, some of the very highly advanced technologies and supplies are from are from other countries, right? So and the national confidence can be improved as well. So I see no reason for government to reject that. And also I saw a very interesting article there. The government actually criticized people who only support like modern medicine. <laughs> mm. Can you believe that? So mm, that's that sends out very strong signal.
1: It's my understanding that acupuncture has been around for about 5,000 years. So that's Yeah, 5,000 that, years. And when you think about it, to me to put it in more perspective, if you think it's been around for 50 centuries, how old it is.
0: Wow. And mm.
1: um, I saw something on a television show here once before that they think it's possible that acupuncture was brought to China from aliens. Have you ever heard oh. anything like that?
0: <laughs> I've heard a theory, yes, because um, uh, some you know traditional Chinese medicine articles talk about this. This they suspected that this could come from aliens because. Uh, um, because we, it's just so hard to understand, first of all. And also uh, some of the philosophies comes from ancient gods or goddesses in mm-hmm. traditional China Chinese mythology, right? So in Western mythology, you can also find similar figures like a god saving humankind or promises saving humankind and telling humankind how to use fire and everything. So we have similar figures in our traditional mythology. So this god. Our godlike figures passed down this uh, wisdom, traditional wis- wisdom to humankind, uh, like 5,000 years ago maybe, that's how we know about this from our ancestors but no one really knew where it come from, so there's a theory that these um, gods or emperors, empress who were like... Um, like liaison officer between humankind and, uh, you know, heaven maybe Mm -hmm. or God or higher gods, they might be aliens. Yeah, that's a very possible theory. Mm -hmm. And also I've heard people uh, from UFO community in China, they told me, uh, like like th- th- they're they pretty sure like these are aliens, but I don't know how to prove that. There's no way to prove, but they told me, yes, for sure they're aliens. Maybe they are like Syrian people. So I had uh, heard a theory that these people are Syrian because most Chinese people, you know, Shauma, she she claimed herself to be like Syrian, right? Rel- mm-hmm. Much more related to Syrian alien people. So yeah, that's a possible theory.
1: And I just want to let everybody know, you're probably talking about Syrian, the star system, not Syria, the country.
0: Yeah, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, Syria, the (laughs) star system, not Syria, the country.
1: (laughs) And I agree with you, and I'm glad that you brought that up, that acupuncture came from like a mythological god. And I think around the world that different things have come from mythological gods that now they may interpret it as aliens or um, liaisons to aliens. Mm. Yes, <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I would think that there's still a lot of mysticism in China, just because when you watch Chinese martial arts movies, they're mm. al- they're always kind of mystical. They're flying and they're doing oh, right. st- stuff, you know. So I would I would assume that the population still has some belief in
0: that. Yeah, of course. Actually, uh, have you heard of Shaolin si, Shaolin Temple? That's right. quite famous for martial arts. And uh, actually, my hometown is very close to that mountain, you know, where lots of uh, monks or Buddhist practitioners will practice qigong and martial arts there. Uh, that's, uh, you know... Bruce Lee, right? Bruce Lee is quite mm-hmm. famous worldwide mm-hmm. and he definitely contributed a lot to the martial arts culture, uh, to be popular all, all around the world. So I saw lots of people coming from other countries to, to go visit, you know, the, that temple. And that was an amazing place because we watched some shows uh, performed by the monks there. They can uh, do some wonders like uh, using a, like a pin like to to punk to punch through a glass and to like to, to, to like to I don't know to destroy something, like to use their hand to break like certain very heavy big things with their hands. So they can do lots of wonders. And uh, also this concept of tea has been reflected on many like Hollywood Hollywood movies as well. There are similar concepts like May the force be with you. Mm. <laughs> that force is actually, from my understanding, similar as uh, or the same. Maybe according to, depends on the the author who created it. I don't know. They, they are quite similar, at least to qigong. Yeah, mm. that's something you cannot see, but it flows in your body and also in the air. It's everywhere. But if you can harness the power of that, you can do wonders like what the monks do, did, you know, during the Shaolin Temple, uh, in the Shaolin Temple, and also you can have ESP for sure. Oh, there are similar, different results, but it all comes from chi. And also Bruce Lee, I heard the theory that, maybe not theory, he's real, he's quite spiritual. And uh, uh, also, uh, when you practice martial arts or when you practice tai chi, the most important thing is your like mind, mindfulness, consciousness. They always highlight that point.
1: I think some of my near-death experience guests will state that they've seen or felt connectedness to everything. And they may even have said, you know, I felt energy or I can see energy or I was a part of energy. I'm assuming that NDEs happen all over the world, including China, and they're just probably not reported much there. And I hope Mm. at some point they become more commonly reported. And I wonder if some people will describe it as I was in a place and I was with, you know, surrounded by chi or I felt like I became chi and I was part of chi of the universe.
0: Okay. Uh, actually, I um, I want to ask you a question. If, when you talk about uh, near-death experience, does that uh, mean like uh, near-death experience happened in a car accident or similar scenario? Or it also covers lots of uh, situations like going out of your body during sleep.
1: When I use the word near death experience, for me, it's something happened to the body. It's where they become near death. Like they, yeah, car accident or they stop breathing or something where their body's about to die. And so the spirit separates from the body.
0: I, I actually, when I just awakened, I read, uh, start to read books, especially it's written in English because most of the knowledge are from, in you know, the Western world, uh, in English, uh, like source. So I read some books. One is by Dr. John, this, Joe Dispenser, right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. D- yeah. John, yeah. He's quite famous in this field. And I, I didn't quite remember it's him or other authors who mentioned a theory like uh, NDE and, um, uh, like auto body experience and all the, all the other similar cases are actually the same. The scientific base, uh, foundation for that scientific theory for that is the same. It's, it just happened in different scenarios. Uh, I think it will be very hard to find people to talk about near death experience during extreme conditions, uh, like, like car accident or traumatic, uh, cases like earthquakes or some 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 kind of things like that but i if you like kind of broaden that for the broaden that uh, concept i would say you will find more people talking about near-death experience for example i think when you brought up brought up the concept of near-death experience it's not only limited to you no know, car accident whatever i kind of remembered i have i can say i had near-death experience as well because i've been to another another world my spirit or my soul whatever left my body for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, i remember one day i kind of want to go out of my body because i just awakened i started to do lots of research i would say i i wanted to go outside i wanted to have fun and to, to explore other worlds that's what I saw during my, on my mind, but never realized what's going to happen next. Because that night when I went to sleep, I, somehow I found, I found that I ended up in a place very dark and uh, there's like buses going by, it seems quite normal. Like your daily life, but everyone is uh, like when silent, not talking, they were just like walking sitting there without talking to each other it was quite weird i feel like I was in another world i felt like i had an out of body experience i really wanted to go back to my body to wake up but i couldn't so i don't know whether that's near-death experience or not but if you do cover or uh, do consider that belong to uh near-death experience i think lots of chinese people had that we have a name in chinese uh i don't know how to translate it translate that literally it's called you know being being possessed by by ghost or something being controlled by ghost or being pressed against your bed without being allowed to leave your bed Mm -hmm. by a ghost. Yeah. There are different names for that in Chinese. Lots of people had that experience and told me, they even asked me how to know how to control your body. When you, especially when some people started to wake up in the morning, they wanted to get up, but they couldn't, they felt some like forces is, is pressing them and, uh, or sometimes their body, the spirits left their body, they couldn't go back and it, it took them like a few seconds to really to get some control of their body. But it couldn't be explained in scientific way or it could belong to like spirits control or negative negative, uh, negative energy control or something.
1: You know, I think what they what you were describing here is uh, a, a ghost pressing your body into the bed. I think they kind of describe that here as sleep paralysis. Yes. Yeah, yeah of... that's a
0: scientific term for sleep paralysis mm-hmm. but in Chinese we have like a, our main up name for that mm-hmm. our more colloquial name to mm-hmm. to call that mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we've got that translation because uh you know maybe
0: mm-hmm.
1: at some point we'll get more stories about ghosts pr- pressing you into the bed right
0: <laughs> right yeah cool <laughs>
1: Um, Lots I, of
0: Chinese people will have that to share to, with you, right. I think that would be more cases rather mm-hmm. than N D because ND, you know extreme cases once they've had a car accident, could mostly could you know die. Mm-hmm. they most of them maybe never come back. so to tell your and stories right. That's a situation to consider.
1: They're not common, but I would assume if you talk to doctors in modern medical hospitals in oh. China, they would have mm-hmm. patients that had heart attack, and they'll bring them back to life, resuscitate them, and they'll say, "I was out of my body watching you, you know, resuscitate me, or things like that." I would assume mm-hmm. that emergency room doctors would probably hear stories like that. I wonder if there's any anything written up in journals about that.
0: Mm, right. Medical Yeah, journals. not many cases were not many cases were written in medical journals for sure, sure. but mm-hmm. i will do my research maybe next time i can let you know um like what i find on the internet about cases in mm-hmm. i think there are some still some mm-hmm. or maybe they have done studies but they didn't really publish this because yeah. i don't think any like uh, academic uh, scientists would risk their like career for posting you know some content like this that's mm-hmm. a reason to consider yeah mm-hmm. maybe they have done some study but they never published this or the government only done, uh, only government do studies like this they don't really encourage you know ordinary scientists to to pursue this uh, this uh, like uh, way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that would be that would be like a uh, French sign in China.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm running out of time. So I want to let people know more about you. Do you have a website? I know you have a YouTube channel. What are ways people can find you online?
0: i just have a youtube channel i don't really have a website actually i just started as well on youtube Mm -hmm. so i just uh, posted like one video there but in the future i will try my best to post more um because i started to interview more people hopefully i can interview some chinese people as well but uh, you know it's hard for them to come out if if people have really legit information very valuable information mostly they are from governments you know so i will try my best but um Yeah, let's see. (laughs) Let's see what kind of information I can get. But Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky to take this this interview and also uh, to meet your amazing audiences. Yeah, my honor.
1: After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask questions. Can they email Hmm. you or can they find you on WeChat or something else like that?
0: Oh, I have WeChat, but since uh, I'm on YouTube, so I think most of my audience will feel comfortable like emailing me, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, email yeah. is much like uh, convenience. Um, I think most Ch- only Chinese people, I like, mostly use WeChat. So I will leave an email maybe uh to you. And uh, yeah, you, you can post there. And uh, my YouTube channel as well, it's called Cosmic Veil. Veil. Mm-hmm. So yeah people can find a way to contact me.
1: All right. Well, before we finish up here, do you have one positive message that you can share with everyone?
0: Oh, positive. Okay, I'll share a very big one, mm-hmm. but I I won't take any responsibility <laughs> for that because I know I know who and when, but I try not to disclose like too much details because it's just quite it's very sensitive, but the good news is that I have heard like our governments And even some leaders have like being in, having contact with certain like aliens. But I'm not taking responsibility. That's what I heard. And also is from quite a legitimate source. So I'd prefer, you know, that guy to disclose that information more in details in the future. So I don't know whether, but he told me like can disclose a little bit, but not like all of them. Because if you say who will meet like what kind of aliens you'll get into trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a good news. I think it will happen a lot quicker than people thought. And also uh, spirituality, I think it's more important. Aliens and more Chinese people are waking up, especially youngsters. You know, I get, uh, get to meet people on a daily basis who all of a sudden just spiritually awakened and they started to ask me because sometimes I try to not to talk about this at work or you know at whatever occasion to make me feel like normal. But all of a sudden they brought up, they will bring up this topic. So I can see more Chinese people are awakening up. And that's a good news as well.
1: Amy, thank you for sharing that with me. And thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me here today. I'm very honored to be here.
1: All right. Take care and have a great rest of your evening.
0: Thank you. You too. Mm -hmm. Bye Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.